Welcome to the Blind Jesus Freak Podcast, a podcast that focuses on living a Christ-centered life with a visual impairment. Even if you don't have a visual impairment, stick around. You might just be blessed by how the blind look at God's Word. Yeah, the pun is totally intended. And now, here's your host, the Blind Jesus Freak himself, Mike Calvo. Hello, hello. Thank you for once again tuning in to the Blind Jesus Freak Podcast. I am here with Jamie Pauls. How you doing, man? I am great. I've been doing outdoor things since we talked last. Going to baseball games and eating like Polish sausage and, you know, just enjoying the great outdoors. Actually. So do they, where do they get Polish sausages in Missouri? I'm afraid to ask. <clears throat> I, you know, I don't really know. I haven't um, researched that too much. I figure that's one of those things, the less I know about, the better. <laughs> right? They could be yeah. Missouri, Missouri Polish sausages, but they just throw the Polish name on them. It's a great yeah. time. Is baseball season wrapping up for you guys? I mean, it's, it is summertime. We've got um, a young man in our church that's playing, so it's children. And then my niece also is playing. So we, you know, go out and support the young ones. And uh, yeah, they're just uh, into the season. I'm not sure. I think it probably wraps up in July sometime time so but yeah well i've been actually spending some time out by the pool nice it is summertime here in florida and it has been simply amazing of course there's been rain and all that actually the first day of summer is june 21st and of course we won't be here for june 21st because we're on our summer schedule that we announced last week on twitter we will be doing one podcast a month until the month of september when we will return after Labor Day, to our regularly scheduled podcast. So do stay tuned to blindjesusfreak.com, to our Twitter feed, at blindjesusfreak, and uh, of course, uh, right here to the RSS feed as well, to know what's going on. And we will have another episode coming up in July, another one in August. And Jamie, We've got a surprise today. We do indeed, and I am very pleased. Do you want to reveal who this person is, or would yes, you like me to? Yes, Derek. Do it? Let us have a drum roll, please. Right, ladies and gentlemen, introducing the newest addition to our podcast, Miss Jenny Owens. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, we are so excited. And no, she is not replacing Lisa. It is an addition to, not instead of, you bad-minded people. Don't think that stuff. Lisa still loves us. Yes, she (laughs) does. And we love Lisa. So, But don't be surprised if the ladies take over the podcast at least once or twice and kick us dudes out and do their thing. Yeah, bring it out. That'd be awesome. The blind Jesus freakettes. I would enjoy listening to the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have to change the music for that one so jenny you're gonna have yeah. to write something <laughs> i will i will get right on that yeah but boy you've been busy we've been hanging out at baseball games and at the pool and we got a lot of feedback by the way on your appearance here when we interviewed you and what have you been up to because you haven't been by the pool <laughs> i have not i need to go to the pool in the worst way but We are almost finished with a record that I started writing for last year, and then we started recording in March. So we're starting to mix tracks and kind of get to the final stages, still recording some vocals and some background vocals, but we are nearing the end of the process, so it's very exciting. That is exciting. I am 
enamored with the Get In, I'm Driving album, not just because you're here. It's just, it really is an amazing, and I've told you this a number of times, and I tell people all the time, it's an amazing record. I would strongly suggest that you guys get it. Uh, It's available on Amazon. It's available on iTunes. It's a great record, and it is not your traditional worship. Ginny, how would you classify that? And I promise I will take my interviewer's hat off in a second, but I just, I got to know, how would you classify the Get In On Driving album, the work as a whole? It's a record full of my favorite styles of music and all songs that I've written. And I don't know if it's classifiable. I mean, I think it's a pop record, but other than that, I I don't know. You know, it, it definitely isn't a typical, I would even say a typical CCM, contemporary Christian record. It's just, it's got kind of all different sounds and songs on it. What defines pop for you? Something you can sing along okay. to, something that has a, well, this is getting a little too far into the whole songwriting thing, but you know, something that has a chorus, something that you can find kind of sticking in your head, you know, with a melody that you can follow. And I guess that would be the way I would define it. You speak of pop with much more respect than I do. And and the reason is when I used to do record production and, and stuff like that, pop was kind of like, it was the cheap alternative to real music. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like the right. filler. It was right. throwaway music at best. And I got to say, I could never classify this album in that way as a pop, no, quote, it's pop record. I, I, I I, I'm sorry, but... I'm not kissing up to you. I'm being honest. You know, there are other songs that you've done that I find to be kind of poppy and kind of, oh, that's cool. That's a cute track, you know. But this album in particular, I feel like I got to know you in a deeper way as an artist through this album and through the level of personal, just how much you can tell. Your fingerprints are all over it. Your yeah, heart is all cool. into it. Thank and you. it's no, really. And, and, you know, and I'm sorry I didn't mention it when we did the original interview for a couple of reasons. First of all, I was quite enamored about the fact that you would even come on the podcast to begin with. It was like, well, I'm you know, and then I hadn't really sat down and just enjoyed the record. And I remember I sat down and I just sat there and listened to that record from beginning to end and just was like, whoa, dude, that was amazing it was really it was a man no it was really an amazing experience and anybody who has not heard because in contemporary christian music you know and it's leading us into our subject for tonight you tend to be kind of pigeonholed there's not you Ginny. i mean just people in general it's just like any other pop market where if you use this chord progression, if you use this kind of buildup and this kind of arrangement, then that's a pop record. Um, and I personally think it took a lot of guts for you to go out on a limb, you know, and, and it was what we would say in the music industry. She's either crazy or she's a genius because there was just so much you Probably crazy. (laughs) Hey, you know, you're in good company. We're all freaks, you know, we're all Jesus freaks. So, but it really is a matter of you put so much of yourself into it that it was so, so much of it was so original that I was just blessed by it. I really was. And in hearing your heart, in hearing the way that you sang some of those songs and just hearing the love and the passion that you put into that album just demonstrated to me that you're thankful for the gift that God gave you in music and that you're not afraid to express yourself freely 
as David did in worship, you know, with abandon. Well, thank and you. Some days I am afraid, but you know, we all have to keep learning how to worship. Be afraid, days, Jenny. So. Be deftly afraid. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be afraid sometimes. Which brings me to our subject as your kind of inaugural, 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 yeah, inaugural podcast you know, with us as a host, I really thought that it would be a great opportunity to talk about worship and what it means. And I am simply a spectator when it comes to creating worship in the way that you do, or Jamie, of course, as a worship leader at at your church and stuff, you know, I'm in the audience and I'm participating as you lead, but I'm, I'm interested in the mystery of this thing called worship and the different types of worship and how music plays a role in worship. And Jamie, you have some scriptures that kind of cover that, that you may want to go into and kind of start us off here. Sure. And it's interesting because as you speak of being a worship leader, I'm not really a singer, but on the keyboard, definitely... I like to say that that kind of greases the wheels a little bit. Uh, I had a minister, a guest speaker at our church, actually, who was paying me a compliment, but his comment was a keyboard player, piano player, if you will, can make or break the worship service. And uh, fortunately, I didn't break anything Sunday. But I I really think that that's, um, that is true because, uh, you know, the thing about worship is that you need to come to God. He's there for us all the time. We just need to be more aware of His presence. Psalm 99, 5, exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at His footstool, for He is holy. One of the things that I think is a danger for me as a keyboard player is to think, okay, this is one of the songs that I need to think about the chords a little more, or where's that bridge come in? Those are all technical things, things you got to think about, but if you're not careful, you can almost forget what you're really there for. And if God is not in it, it's pretty much empty. It's not worth doing when it's all said and done. So how do you prepare for that? How do you know that you are doing the right thing? How do you know that you're connecting? One of the things I have to guard against, and I think that Jenny, I'll be interested in her thoughts. There are times that it is perfectly okay to perform and to be pleased with something you just did. That was a pretty good lick. That was a, man, I hit that note, you know? And and there are is a time and a place for that. And then there is a time and a place to realize that's not what I'm here for. You almost have to get out of the way and let God have it. And if you do something that's good and, you know, every musician knows the feeling of you almost can't hit a wrong note. You can't sing a wrong note. You're, you're on, you're on your game, but it's for God. It's like, okay, God, this is for you. And I think that's my first place to start is when I can really, in my own heart, in my own mind, do exactly what you did at the beginning of this podcast, Mike. And just before we actually started the podcast, you prayed and you said, thank you, God, just, and you literally lost words and you only only thing you could say was thank you and i can really identify with that and i think that's a good place to start if you're going to go into worship jenny yeah you know i completely agree and i also find a lot of times when i'm leading worship as jamie said there are so many things to remember and usually when i'm leading well when i lead worship 
I usually have in-ear monitors in. There's a click track going. There's sometimes somebody talking because there's usually a band on stage and then there are transitions to make between the songs. And then if it's, you know, there's so much to just go think of. And one of the things that I have learned or am learning in that situation and even just in concerts is that so much of worshiping is serving the people that are there. You know, my sort of act of worship to God in that point is not actually doing the music because that my brain is just consumed with, you know, but my worship is hearing what God wants me to say to the people that are there, hearing what uh, he is laying on my heart. Uh, One of the scriptures that I love about worship is in Romans 12, Romans 12, one and two. And um, I have the revised standard version, which says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so you know, for me as a musician, I find a lot of times worship is about everything that happens non-musically. You know, it's about how you treat the people that you are on stage with or behind stage with, or how you interact and love the audience. Are you performing for them or are you inviting them to worship God? You know, it's almost like giving myself away and not worrying, like Jamie said, taking myself out of the way and giving myself away are the ways that I feel like I can really worship. And then for me, the music part, you know, I I find that I really worship more in music when I'm not in charge of the music. What do you mean by that? When I can actually stand back and sing and listen. And I mean, I honestly find a lot of times when it's not a Sunday that I'm leading worship or a time that I'm leading worship, I'm just listening to music in my house or standing in church on Sunday morning, that being silent is almost more worshipful thing than even being a part of the music. And I think it's just because when you do music so much, then stepping away from it is where you hear God and where you are, well, where I hear God or where I feel like I can almost pray to him in a different way. So it's an interesting dynamic to me because of course, Jenny, do you do kind of church worship as well, like at your local church or do you just, you know, go out and do I do. the artistic thing and, and that's it. So you are an actual worship leader or were involved in a worship yeah you are the worship part yeah there's several of us and we're on rotation so i only have to lead a couple times a month but yes and this is interesting to me because of course from a concert perspective and then you've got church so you know church i mean dude you get home it's sunday morning you got to fix your hair you got to you know, put on makeup if you're going to put on makeup. You got to get dressed, Jamie. I hope you don't put on makeup for church. No I was going to say, Jamie, do you put on makeup? I when promise. You go to church? That's okay. good. I'm glad you've gotten over that, good, Jamie. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've been, been delivered for from that. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your wife and I were praying, praying for you about that a while good, back. She was like, you. "Could you pray for Jamie to stop putting on that lip gloss?" <laughs> it worked. And that, <laughs> the mascara. Wow, that's no, awesome. No, but you've got all this just getting ready for church thing going on, which I would assume is entirely different than when you are getting ready for a concert. I refuse to call it a show. I was reprimanded a number of years ago by a couple of worship leaders for calling it a show. And it's like, this is not a show. This is for Jesus. Okay. (laughs) But for the concert, how do you prepare for that emotionally? How do you, not only emotionally, but 
you know, do you not get involved? Do you just walk in, walk to your keyboard and say, I'm going to just trust that everything was done? Or do you have to be involved in the setup and the sound check and the this and the that? And then on top of that, go and get yourself ready, emptied in a place where as bad as it may sound and as pious as it may sound, it happens to me when I teach. It happens, I think, to worship people when they sing. You have to separate yourself for just a little bit of time to say, okay, God, talk to me. Right. I'm going to go out and do this. And I want to know, I want to just kind of last minute, Lord, here I am. What do you want? What is your desire for right. today? So what does that consist of? I mean, how does preparing for worship at church and doing a concert, do they differ? Is it the same? You know, preparing for a concert is kind of like what you just said, just kind of getting a few minutes away, you know, getting some time to sort of familiarize yourself with what you're going into, pray, make a set list prayerfully. You know, a lot of times there's a certain audience that you have, um, a certain topic maybe that you need to cover, you know, just all kinds of different things. But for me, uh, preparing for worship I have found is best done all week. You know, when I have to lead, I, you know, we, we have to turn our sets in a week and a half in advance. And, and I usually try to start then just praying through it every day and writing down things that come to me. And I get up um, the days I lead worship because we have 7.15 rehearsal, 7 a.m. rehearsal. And so I get up at about 4.30 and, you know, as I'm starting to get ready, you know, I have my time of just listening and talking to God so that I have sort of been in worship or in communion with him, um, never as much as I can be. But but if I were to wait until, you know, the five minutes before we go out, there'd be no way that I could prepare for that. It's, uh, you know, I've kind of learned that filling up is, and it's this way for all of us, whether we are worship leaders or not, filling up, you know, it's a gradual process. It can be, you know, kind of a dripping into our hearts process, you mm-hmm. know, a process where, we have to keep coming back and listening and asking and seeking. And that in, in itself is worship. But then also, you know, we can pour our hearts back out to God and to each other when we're filled up. A few weeks ago, I had to lead worship and it had been a really crazy week. I mean, you know, there'd been a few days of preparation, but not enough. And I just said, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm just not, I'm not filled up enough, but please work in spite of me. And he does. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing when you're using your gifts in worship, because like I said before, I think that almost means that you have to find another way to worship. You know, like you can lead the congregation or the audience with your gifts, but you have to then find your way of worshiping even beyond that. I don't know, Jamie, would you agree with that at all? That's really an interesting point because, I, and I hadn't thought about it exactly, but I think you are correct about that. You know, I will sit and listen to other artists, sit and listen to your album or turn on Pandora and uh, find a good Christian radio station or mix there. And whenever I broke my hands and we go back a few podcasts to my testimony when I was in splints for a few weeks, and I just listened almost constantly to praise and worship. And it's interesting because this scripture that I'm looking at, and I was actually going to reference transitions into what we're talking about perfectly. It's Matthew 14, 33. It says, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. That was a difficult time for them. They were frightened at that point. And I really believe one of the really important aspects of worship is supplication. 
you know, God, I'm in trouble. God, life is not going well for me. There are a lot of things I don't understand. I'm just going to have to trust you. And the only thing I know to do is just to worship you. I think that's a really important part of worship, honestly. And that is an interesting transition or, or segue into where we've seen worship work in those types of situations. There are times in the Bible where we see, for example, the battle at Jericho, where they were told to walk around the city for seven days and then on the seventh day sing, you know, or speak, which is a form of worship. One of the passages that I think is so phenomenal, where God is so obviously worshipped, is uh, in Second Chronicles 20. And basically, the story is that the Moabites and Ammonites, all those Ite people who were not such good people, came to make war on King Jehoshaphat, who was king of Judah. And so some of Jehoshaphat's people came to tell him what was happening. He totally freaks out because he knows that they cannot conquer such an army. He declares a fast in Judah. All the people come and assemble together and what's first so worshipful, you know, after the, I guess the fast is the first just beautiful, you know, sort of sign of worship. Yeah, that is uh, cool. You know, just this nationwide fast. And then everyone comes together and Jehoshaphat just prays this beautiful prayer where he honors God and reminds God of how he's been faithful. Um, but he says, hey, we're in trouble, you know, and, you know, we need you to help us and we need you to rescue us from these crazies. And so basically what happens is they go to battle, they lead out with their singers, which is pretty cool. And there's actually a part where before they even go to battle, where the singers come and, and they say to the king, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours, but God's. So that was sort of part of the worship, I think, just all of them listening to God, you know, the people praying and crying out to God and fasting and the singers coming and, and sort of delivering this message from God. You know, everyone was listening to God. Everyone was praising God. And so uh, the next day, they basically go singing into battle and the army sort of falls in on itself and destroys itself. And Jehoshaphat and Judah are the victors. And it's an amazing. Wow. See, that amazes me. I, I was in Uganda a few years ago and they were talking about how when there was big wars going on in Uganda, and I'm not sure exactly the circumstance, forgive me if we have any Ugandan listeners, but I'm not sure of the history, but I know that there was a great deal of oppression going on with, you know, terrorists and things of that nature. And the government was so frustrated with the whole thing that a Christian group offered to send intercessors onto the front lines. And I believe a video was even done. It's, it was called something like The Impossible War. And we'll put the right name, I guess, in the uh, show notes, Jamie. But uh, the amazing thing about it was after three days on the front, these intercessors went to the front and they started praying and interceding. And I think that worship is almost, it's a form of intercession. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, I definitely, the Bible is full of places where the musicians, you know, went out on the front lines, in some cases ahead of the soldiers. I'm, I'm thinking that might not be something I'd want to sign up for. And maybe I could use the excuse that I play keyboard. So, uh, <laughs> 
you know, if you're a drummer, a uh, trumpet player, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it's amazing to me at the power of that stuff and the mystery of it, the power in it. And I wonder, obviously, we probably never know this side of heaven, but wow, what an amazing power there is in worship and what a powerful tool it is. You know, the enemy has convinced us, oh no, you know, it's just another song. And some people actually go, and I never understood this as a young Christian, the pastor would tell me, you know what, Mikey, if you want to leave after worship and never listen to a word I have to say, that's fine. But you be here on time for worship. Because if there's any time in this service that's God's time, it is that time. Don't you ever be late to worship the Father. You want to walk out on me and my teaching? That's fine. And that has been instilled in me that worship, worship is more important than the teaching. It seems like worship can take on so many different, uh, you know, it's not just singing. It is serving and it's loving and it's, like you said, intercessing, you know, and praying. I mean, you know, for me, it's like my most worshipful time and being so like surrounded by music most of the time, my most worshipful time in the service is actually when I'm listening to the teaching. Because it's just, unfortunately... Yeah, it's different than what you do. Yeah, yeah. in the music, I'm like, oh, that was not a good note. Or, I mean, I try <laughs> not to think those things, but right. there are moments of that. And there's definitely worship there, but, you know, it's when I am listening and receiving that teaching. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about worship is that God has given us so many ways to express our love for Him and so many ways to ask Him to feed us and to give us his love for us. And, you know, it seems like worship in that way is kind of an interaction with God, you know, it's singing or it's praying or it's crying out and saying we're in trouble or it's fasting or it's listening, you know, to the other, others singing or someone preaching or whatever. It seems like it can be all of those things in so many different ways. I think uh, John four twenty three says it best, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The thing that that says to me is exactly what Jenny just said. There are lots of ways to worship. There are lots of different settings to worship. But the important thing is that we really, truly realize who we're worshiping, that he is worthy of our worship, you know, worship, worth-ship is kind of where that comes from, and that if anyone is worthy and none is worthy other than God, I think is the important thing. Amen. Amen. And we want to know, we want to connect with you. We want to engage with you and know how do you worship? Do you sing? Do you pray? Do you intercede for others? Do you go feed the homeless? What is your form of worship? There are so many different ways that you can apply your gifts. And it's not just the gift of singing or the gift of playing the keyboard or the gift of teaching. There are so many different ways to worship. And tonight we've just kind of chosen the musical one because i just kind of want to know that kind of stuff. Uh, and I thought it'd be interesting for you guys to know. But we want to know what you think. We want you to follow us on Twitter at Blind Jesus Freak or send us an email to info at blindjesusfreak.com. And uh, we want to know what you do to worship. Do you sing? If you do sing, send us something. Send us a tape. We want to hear it. We want to be able to play it. We may not, or it may or may not get to the air here, but we certainly want to hear 
if you do something like that, we want to hear. And if you have any other comments, please feel free to comment on the website at blindjesusfreak.com. Again, remember we are on our summer schedule which means that we will be doing a podcast monthly. There is no guarantee as to when the podcast will be coming out. Follow us on Twitter, watch the RSS feeds and the website, and we promise that as soon as the podcast is hot and out of the oven, it will be in your podcatcher, your favorite one. We will be doing one a month until September, at which point we will resume our weekly podcast. Ginny, it's so awesome to have you on board with the team. I am so excited about that. And I'm just so thankful that the Lord has allowed you to join our team and bless us with your wisdom and all that you bring with you. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me so much. It's an honor to be part. Jamie, thank you, man. You're awesome. And it's going to be awesome to know what you're doing for the rest of the summer because you're always so happy. You know, I have to maintain this happiness. I have to maintain. I, um, it's, it's part of his act of worship. There you go. I, that's great. Thank you. No, Absolutely. Jamie is truly somebody that I, when I want to smile, I call Jamie because Jamie always has a kind word. Jamie's, Thank you. Jamie never seems like he's cranky. Uh, I'm sure you do get cranky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. But, but yeah, I would imagine yeah. when it rains or something. But as you said <laughs> on the much. last podcast, but. <laughs> there you go. Or I forgot to order espresso. That'll oh, do it oh. too. Yeah. Well, that would make anyone cranky and crazy, yes. right? But uh, but that's a discussion for the a different, different podcast. podcast. But man, thank you so much for your energy, and uh, and I hope both of you have a wonderful summer wherever your travels take you. If you're going on vacation anywhere. Or are, are any of you going on vacation? Or are you I'm going gonna, to, my wife out? and I are going to take a little three-day trip down to South Missouri at some point. And, and of course, I'm kind of considering Columbus, Ohio. It's, it's a work vacation, but I'm looking forward to um, ACB convention this year. And where are you going, Jenny? To the beach. To oh, the so beach. Okay. All right. To the beach for the record is there done celebration. Oh, that is so I'm excited. Awesome. 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 Well, I, I don't wait. know what I'm going to do yet. I have no idea. But then again, I live in the land of perpetual vacations, so <laughs> I can just go out my front door and I'm on vacation. But uh, but yeah, uh, whatever you guys do, have a great time. It'll be interesting to see if we catch you guys on location somewhere or if we uh, catch at home. But wherever it is, we're going to have a great time. And for those of you listening, we hope you have a great summer as well. Remember, everybody's a freak about something. So what? Be a freak about Jesus. See ya. Thank you for checking out the Blind Jesus Freak podcast with your host, Mike Calvo. A podcast that focuses on living a Christ-centered life with a visual impairment. Even if you don't have a visual impairment and you made it this far, we see you stuck around. If you learned something, we invite you to add us to your favorite podcasting software and make us a part of your regular biblical studies. You might just be blessed by how the blind look at God's word. Yes, the pun is totally intended. So stop being politically correct and let's just relate to one another as God's kids. For more information about this ministry, visit us on the web at www.blindjesusfreak.com and learn how easy it is for you to connect with us and a bunch of other Jesus Freaks on your favorite social networks. Remember, everybody's a freak about something. Join us and be a freak about Jesus. After all, he's crazy about you.